Hello and welcome to Irreverent Testimony brought to you by Netroots Radio, the political podcast by and for millennial and Gen Xer types from a left-wing perspective. It is Saturday, March 3rd, 2018. I'm Travis. I'm Rachel. And uh, another another week in paradise as uh, <laughs> the uh, administration continues to unravel or become unglued, as they say. Uh-huh. So we got lots to talk about there. We got a lot of local Colorado politics to talk to. We made a... National news twice. Uh, last twice night. in one week for no good reasons. Not the, good at all. Oh, that's right. Are you talking about the baseball thing? <laughs> nope. Well, three times, three times. Because we're going to talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I want to start the show by clearing up something I talked about last week. Uh, it was brought to my attention that uh, I had brought up the country of Liechtenstein when uh, you're trying to use an analogy to explain some issues with Kushner's security clearance. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of brought to my attention that it might be taken the wrong way, that I was actually like trying to infer that that there's some Liechtenstein is somehow involved or someone is involved somehow with some business with Liechtenstein that might not Which we pass have no, security no, muster. No, no, nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. It was no. just like I randomly thought of a, a, a country. A tiny country that we yeah. don't know much about, but we hear is beautiful. Yeah, I hear Liechtenstein is beautiful. It's a big ski country. I think it borders Switzerland. I, I don't really know really that much find about it. On a map, so. We were not trying to infer anything about the actual country or anything no. that anything. We just, no, I've heard we, it, you just randomly mentioned a country that was quite, small. Beautiful, and we'd love to visit it one day. Yeah, for sure. But so, moving on past that, uh, do we want to get right into Steve Lebsock? I really do. Okay, so, uh, we've made uh, national news yet again. Uh, Representative Steve Lebsock, who is a state rep from Colorado, was accused last November of uh, sexual harassment by another state representative, uh, Rep Faith Winter, Mm-hmm. Um, he said some really gross things to her at a bar. He like aggressively tried to get her to sleep with him. She didn't want to do that. Um, this wasn't in November of 2017. I believe it was in May of 2016, but she didn't feel comfortable coming out uh, and telling her story until the sort of Me, Me Too movement happened. So she, so he was just a candidate then? No, he was a representative Oh, at he the was time. a rep. He got reelected mm-hmm. in 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And... Uh, as more accusations came, so five women now have accused him of sexual harassment, including things such as um, literally walking over to uh, a woman and unbuttoning the top button on her blouse mm-hmm. and saying, oh, that's better. <laughs> Gross. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, asking them for sex, asking if he, a lobbyist if she wanted a fuck buddy because, quote, he really needed one. Mm. Um, just, you know, really gross things. and. No one came forward before Rep. Winter came forward, and um, after she did, there was the, the sort of floodgate that happens, right? He uh, did not react uh, well, you can say. <laughs> <laughs> no. He, he did a, a series of really crazy things, one of which was... Um, he hired a person to do a polygraph test mm. on him. <laughs> that he failed, right? <laughs> no, he passed it. Oh, he passed it. it. Okay. But he paid the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Not to mention polygraph tests are garbage. Yeah, they're not admissible in any... No, because they don't work. Um, and he he keeps complaining about due process. <laughs> he He's that, really, that, really that's the adamant. Thing. Due yes. process is the new buzzword of the day. Due process that is word the new First mean Amendment. What people think it means. Right, right. Due process is the new First Amendment freedom of speech. Right. It's Sarah Palin saying, 
oh, my freedom of speech has been violated because people say I'm an asshole because I said something bad. No, no. And your due process has not been violated by people calling you to task for what you've done. You, No one's putting you in jail, right? <laughs> yet. Like, yet, right? Um, so anyway. What she, else did he do? Well, he, I mean, he's just, he's just gross, right? Well, let's, how about this foreshadowing? <laughs> he threatened to caucus with the Republicans. He did. So after uh, Faith Winter came forward with her accusations and then four other women came forward with their accusations and after the polygraph, um, Senator uh, Dominic Moreno uh, had a conversation with him in which he said that Lebsock said, after I'm done with Faith Winter, no one will ever vote for her. Um, He sent a really gross email to all of the reps uh, with like that the media won't publish here in Colorado because it's like retaliatory right we, we like, mentioned he was elected as a democrat he is a democrat let's just be clear about that yeah. yes he's well, a democrat well, he was a democrat which well, we're gonna, we're gonna get, get, to. get to that yeah so he sent this email with all of this like really uh explicit sexual information about the people that were accusing him yeah and tried to make them tried to he was retaliatory uh, yeah. after they yeah. came out against him right mm-hmm so the Colorado State House decided to um, have uh, vote on whether or not to expel him from the Colorado State House. When is the last time that happened in the state of Colorado, Rachel? A hundred and five years ago. Ooh. In nineteen, I'm sorry, one hundred and three years ago in nineteen oh five. And and that was for uh, taking a bribe on the that house was floor. literally taking a bribe for fifteen dollars on the floor of the house delivered by a courier to a person standing on the floor of the house and accepting it on the floor of the house. And he was expelled for that, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, the details of that case you should look up because it's interesting. It has to do with the rights of girls and women. But um, so this is the second time this has ever happened in Colorado history in terms of the House of Representatives. Um, so the other interesting thing is they, they did, uh, I don't, I wouldn't call it debate. They sort of just went on the floor and had a bunch of people testify Mm -hmm. for seven hours on Friday about what he has done. Not a single person came to his defense. No. And ultimately they expelled him. Yes. In Colorado, we have 65 state house members. They needed 44 of them to vote um, to expel him. 52 of them did. Nine of them did not, and four were absent. Right. And so he got expelled from the state house. Now, interestingly, it looked like as late as Thursday night that this might not happen. He might not get expelled. And why yeah. was that, Rachel? Well, <laughs> because, okay, so this guy's a Democrat, right? Yes. Well, he was a Democrat. Well, yeah. And the Democrats were who were trying to oust him. Yes. Casey Becker, who is the House Minority Leader, or I'm sorry, House Majority leader. No, Crisanta Duran is the House Majority Leader, but um, Casey Becker is her like deputy or whatever, mm-hmm. like the one below that. I'm sorry, I can't remember the terminology. Anyway, she <clears throat> did this investigation, and Republicans, interestingly, were like, "Well, we don't know." They started yelling, "Due process, due process, due process." I don't like this investigative process. This doesn't seem fair. I don't like it. Which is kind of eye opening. <clears throat> It is. This is a Democrat, right? Yeah. So 
He starts whining. This was months ago. And he said, I'm going to I'm just going to caucus with the Republicans. They're from being now nice on. to me. They're nice to me. They <laughs> hugged me when I came back. And my response to that was like, people in your district elected a Democrat. If you start caucusing with Republicans like that is not what happened. That's not who they elected. Then at 3.07 p.m. I'm sorry. Yeah. 3.07 p.m. on Friday, he delivered a piece of paper to uh, Chris Anta, the Rep. Duran, right? The House Majority Leader, Speaker Duran. And it was his change of party affiliation. Mm-hmm. He was expelled at 4.04. Right. So he changed his party affiliation to a Republican less than one hour before he was expelled from the House. Why does that matter, Rachel? Well, that matters because a vacancy committee is going to appoint his successor. Mm-hmm. That vacancy committee is made up of the party with whom he was affiliated. Yes. And the party with whom he was affiliated and elected was Democrats. Yes. But 57 minutes before he was expelled, he changed his party affiliation, which the Secretary of State confirmed. So he's technically a Republican now. <laughs> was a Republican. Was it? Well, he when is. He went, no, he currently is yeah, a Republican. Yes, but I mean, when he was expelled from the House, Correct. he was a Republican. Correct. And so state, a Republican vacancy committee could replace him, and could the, choose his successor. And this afternoon, I think they stated their intention that that's exactly what they want to do. Well, they made a really interesting comment that said, obviously, we have the right to do this. Whether we do it or not, we're not sure. (laughs) And if we don't do it within 30 days, the governor has the right to appoint his successor. The governor is John Hickenlooper, who is a Democrat. Now, let's make something clear here. The Senate is very close. Uh, yes. In terms of representation, the House is not. not. It's, it's a we're very like 30, solid we're 30, I think 36, 28. Yeah. So this would make it 35, 29. Not a huge it, deal. The House and there's only is two months safe. left in the session. Exactly. So they're only appointing someone for the last two months of session. After that, November, obviously, every House member of everything is up for re-election. So he'd have to, whoever they appoint, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, would have to run for re-election. Um, I would think the Republicans wouldn't want to have anything to do with this guy. That he literally, would be toxic, radioactive. No, let Hickenlooper appoint the seat. We don't want this guy associated with our name well, and our party the whatsoever. Other interesting thing: Steve Lebsack is running for state treasurer. <laughs> That's right. He's st- apparently having as changed, of today still having is. changed his party affiliation. He's now running as a Republican, I guess. And caucuses are like this coming week, March sixth. Right? They are on Tuesday. So he's going to show up this as a Republican suddenly turncoat kicked out of the state house sexually. He might do great with Republicans. I I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. But um, you think they would tell him to get bent. But who knows? Yeah. A Democratic operative told the Denver Post, uh, you can have him. Right. We don't want anything to do with him. And the Republican Party is very much like we don't really. So this lawyer who from a big law firm here in Denver did a a tweet storm about this, about the replacement of Lebsock. Right. Mm -hmm. And about how what what does the Colorado revised statute say about replacing him? And it's murky. Nobody knows. Like he was elected as a Democrat. He was a Democrat his entire tenure in office. He was a Democrat during these misdeeds. 
And then but the 57 yeah. minutes before he was expelled, he knew he was going to be expelled. It was a big fuck you to Democrats. He changed his party affiliation, thus maybe giving the seat to Republicans. But the Colorado Revised Statutes don't specifically say that. No, the provisions say if you're not able to fill your task because you do die. Yeah, you... there's no there because this has only happened one other time yeah. and it wasn't during an election year. And so nobody knows. So not nobody, even lawyers. Not even lawyers. They don't even know. So to wrap this up for the KGRO listeners, don't know what's happening. Don't know where this is going to go. It's very strange. It's very bizarre. It would be even crazier if it was like for control of the state house. Yeah. But it's not. It's not. So we're not sure where that's going to go. Uh, and I guess we should just add that they were so worried about how crazy this guy was that certain members of the House said they had been coming to work the last three weeks with bulletproof vests. Yes. Rep. Alec Garnett and Rep. Matt Gray both said that they had uh, been wearing bulletproof vests uh, to work because yep. they were afraid of retaliation because of his previous retaliation to the lobbyists, staffers and Rep. Faith Winter, none of whom... I would just like to point out we're wearing bulletproof vests. And we've got more Colorado stuff to talk about. We do. Do we want to save it for another time or? No. Let's just get into it. Okay. All right. So that's Colorado politics uh, at the state house. Um, more Me Too stuff, though. Mm. This one hurts. Uh, so Rep. Uh, I'm sorry. Mayor Hancock, the Denver mayor who is a really good mayor, right? He's done a lot of really good for Denver. Um, He had an accuser come out this week and say that um, she worked on his security detail during his first year as the mayor, and he sexually harassed her. Mm. And he sent suggestive text messages, and he didn't sexually assault her, but he sexually harassed her for sure. Um, and additionally, a member of his staff sexually harassed her and she made the decision back then, I think this was 2006, um, that, you know, if in her first months of working for this administration, both the mayor and one of his staffers, um, was allowed to have this behavior that she just wasn't a good fit and she quit. Mayor Hancock, um, admits that he did this. Mm -hmm. He doesn't deny it. Mm -hmm. He went on the record and made this very emotional plea. He wrote a handwritten note, as though that matters, <laughs> to the victim, um, and then made this video about yeah. how sorry he is. <clears throat> He's I think married. It, it matters in the sense of, unlike other guys who have been called out on this, he's not denying, he's not calling his accuser a liar. He's no. not trying to downplay it. No. He's not trying to minimize it. No. He's not trying to say it was such a long time ago. He's saying, yeah, my bad, and he's trying to get out in front of it. If yes. you want to be cynical about it or whether you want to say it's possibly heartfelt, it is a different tactic. It is. Than we've seen. And that's probably from seeing how bad, part of, partially seeing how bad this has gone for everybody else who has right. played this game. Right. And I was or at least if to, you're a Democrat. I was if you're a Republican, you still kind of get away with it. Right. Well, exactly. And that's what's interesting about our party, right? Is that mm-hmm. when people in our party do this sort of thing, we expel them from their jobs and <laughs> K- hold them accountable. Out of the U.S. Senate. Yeah. Yeah. In Republican circles, it doesn't seem to no, matter. Blake Farenthold still has a job. He still hasn't given back any money. He still has Well, and, and looking at the Colorado state legislature, um, 
there are two Republican senators that have been accused of worse than Lebsack, and they have no repercussions. No. Um, and I think part of the reason that Republicans voted, the nine that voted um, against Lebsack's expulsion was in part because they wanted to protect those two senators. Yeah, I was going to get to that. I, I think it's very suspicious. I don't think they they were embracing Lebsack because he was going to caucus with them or he was going to switch were making, his No, they were making and, these arguments about, well, the process wasn't right and the process and the process. It's like you don't give a fuck about women and you want to protect your own people who are not going to see the same level of scrutiny because right. Republicans own the House. Well, that's the problem, right? Now that, that Lebsack has been kicked out by his own party ostensibly – there's going to be more that are coming down the pike that are going to involve right. Republicans. And now that that precedent has been set, they don't have to, but it's going to be they tougher don't. for them to justify it. Yes. Now. And when and those people if, run for reelection, which is different from the House, obviously, the Senate has longer terms. And so I don't know how many of those nine people or how many of those senators um, – the two when they come up for re-election, but it's going to be a tougher battle. And they wanted to not set that precedent, clearly. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Well, we'll see how that plays out. We will. And now that they don't have that cover anymore. And, and right. I think the pressure was too intense for them to drag. Well, and you have to remember, like, in Colorado, the House is controlled by Democrats and the Senate is controlled by Republicans. By one. By one single member, mm-hmm. which is also interesting because Faith Winter is running for Senate, for Colorado State Senate. Sure. And has a really good chance of winning. And and her seat is going to go to a Democrat easily, obviously. So yeah. No, no. Yeah. No. Yes. House seat. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Because we have really strict term limits in Colorado. So she's termed out. She's going to run. She is running for Senate. And she's if she wins, that would flip the Senate to Democrats. Yeah. Assuming we don't lose any other seats. Right. Which we won't. I don't think. Anyway. No, so, not with this coming election. <laughs> I don't better think so. not. I fucking That would be not. crazy Jesus town. Christ. So anyway, Mayor Hancock. Um, Which who we like, by the way. Really do. I mean, he's centrist. He's boring. He he's, is. He's, you he's know. He's pro-industry. He's pro-business. Pro which everybody yep. in Colorado but, but is. But you got to understand Colorado politics to understand Hancock. He also, we like him, we don't love him. Right. He also has done a lot of really, really, really good things for the city. Um, he's not a so we were talking about the Oakland mayor mm-hmm. who came out and on national television told uh, immigrants and that ICE was coming for them yeah and it made national news and it was great and somebody asked me like why doesn't Hancock do that and I said you know Hancock is a different kind of mayor like He's well, more about he's, he's well. Hold he's on. spoken up defending Denver's he, a sanctuary city. He, he didn't go as far at, as the Oakland mayor. This but is nobody the thing has. about Hancock, right? He is solutions based. Mm-hmm. He's not about bluster. He's not about ego. He's not about what can make news. He's about what can make effect, right? So he has. He, he's not about making the federal government mad. He's about living inside the laws and doing the very most he can to help people Mm -hmm. and he's been a really sorry he's been a really effective mayor in that way um so this bums me out yeah that he did this and there's definitely journalists that are trolling for like anybody who's had any contact with him well well, sure and And they're smart to do that because these things rarely happen only once in a vacuum that's right that's right so there's usually a pattern either sexually harass women or you don't yes that's the truth right? right so likely he's done this to more than one person 
Yeah, we don't we don't know that for sure, but that usually fits the pattern. Usually, that's it's very the rare that there's right. Oh, I did this one time. I had the hots for this one underlying. This one in particular, who was a part of his security detail, which for some <sighs> reason just is so interesting to me that like that's why why. Anyway, he asked her about like if she was gonna. He heard about pole dancing and she should do it and she looks so sexy. Well, he's going to be unfaithful in his the, marriage the because gr- of her. The grossest like, part. Ugh. The grossest part of the story to me, and this is oh, this is. I mean, I mean, it's all a problem. But it's one thing if she was either playing along or she was being polite, but she wasn't interested and she was grossed out. Like she flat out ignored him. Yes, and he persisted. Yes, and that's gross. And one of his staffers did more. More than he did, which we don't have those emails or texts, but he apparently was way more um, persistent and ferocious than even Mayor Hancock was. Guys, guys, get get the message. okay? look, if you have the hots for your your coworker or I mean, if you have the hots for your underling or coworker, you obviously shouldn't be inappropriate or sexually harass them, period, obviously. But if for some reason you think there could be a mutual attraction or you think there's something there and you, you you put out that feeler and you get an obvious rejection or ignored, it means they're not interested. Stop. 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 Leave them alone. They're, no means no. <laughs> and ignore means no. Ignore means no. Like they, they, like they, they get, they understand, they get the message. I got it. It's not like you have to. Oh, maybe she doesn't understand. Maybe she what didn't I'm get to what say. I was trying. No, I, we no, no, fucking we got it. it. Way get it. before you even <laughs> said it, I fucking got it, dude. I promise you, if a girl wants to have sex with you, she will make it known. I promise. Yeah. Y- if you she's don't interested need to in keep your advances, it. you don't need she'll, to. She'll make it known. Yep. Unambiguously. Yes. You don't need to prying and trying and persisting and maybe this one last time. Don't no no. Let it go. Stop. Be like frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Anyway, so he's he uh, made the um, I don't know why you call it on the Washington Post the the sort of top line below democracy dies in darkness. There's this like yeah top line. Oh, you know here's the things that are happening. Here's the five links that you can click on or whatever that's like top news. Today. And we had two three and it of was them. Denver mayor. And I was like, fuck. And then it was Denver Rep. Yeah. And then well, it no, was... it, that didn't hit Washington Post. Denver Mayor did, but the other three didn't. So, oh, I th- yeah, I think it did, actually. The oh, well, not. Maybe. Did, did maybe. this morning. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably now, now that he's been expelled. Yeah. So, okay. So, so, that's, so glad we're dominating the news with our grossness. Yeah, we have more. Oh, you want to get the coach? Yep. One more. <laughs> okay, so this is good. Oh, my God. Uh, please tell the story. It's kind of hilarious and ridiculous and just mind-numbingly just stupid. fucking awful. So, so this kid who plays baseball for a high school in Aurora, um, the way it works, and, and Austin, uh, our friend Austin, who used to play for the University of Miami, could have uh, spoken to this because this is sort of the same way that he wound up, you know, playing college football. Is he wasn't heavily recruited, so he sent out letters and highlight tapes and stuff to uh, where he wanted to play to try to get a scholarship or try to at least get on the team. Well, and yeah, and his dad specifically. Well, this kid this, in this kid in question. Yeah, and I forget his name, but um, he's his father uh, to try to inquire into possibly getting a scholarship. 
Uh, one of the places was this small uh, parochial university in Texas near the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. I think it's Texas Wesleyan. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, Texas Wesleyan. Yeah, Texas. Who I've I've it was heard of N-A-I-A, it. N A I A. Yeah, National means... Association of Intercollegiate Athletics, which is like a step down from NCAA. It's the okay. It's like the NCAA like of the, the B, smaller colleges. It's like the B team. Yeah. Okay. Smaller colleges. Right. They don't have many scholarships to give out. Maybe he was trying to be just a walk on. I, I don't know, but for whatever. But his dad was like, "Hey, my kid's super talented." Yeah, his dad is sort of working you, right? as his amateur agent, which is awesome. So That's he, what dads do. So he wrote to the head coach of the Wesleyan team, who, who was a guy named Mike Jeffcoat, who yes. played uh, several seasons in the major leagues as a uh, relief pitcher, and he's like a big conservative guy. <laughs> we'll get to. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon for Texas and being a coach in Texas. And what did uh, Mr. Jeffcoat say? Well. He replied to this young man. The young man's father, actually. His father, but he wrote the letter to the the high school student named Gavin. Okay. And he said, basically, I, and I, I don't have it in front of me, but he said, Hi, Gavin. Um, he, <laughs> he basically said, we will not recruit you. Uh, we will not even consider you because you come from a state where marijuana is legal. And we have a history with students from Colorado not passing our drug tests. So we do not consider students from Colorado as potential candidates for recruitment on our teams. Quote, you can thank your liberal politicians for that. <laughs> Signed. This fucking guy. Now, what are, what are a few of the uh, logical fallacies in that statement? Number Rachel? one, liberal politicians did not legalize marijuana in Colorado. Do no, you know that's who not did? how our system works. It could be. It just isn't in this case. The fucking voters. We have a referendum and initiative system in Colorado. And that's right. Pot was legalized by the People of Colorado, 55% of the people of Colorado voted to legalize recreational marijuana. Okay, let me let me give another example, and I'm not going to mention that country that starts with an L this time. Yeah. Um, let's say in Colorado, you, you woke up and decided, I want every second Wednesday of the month to be free ice cream day. And you could go, and if you started a petition and filed all the paperwork and got enough yeah. signatures... Yeah. Free it would ice be on cream the day would be on the ballot. And the voters would have to decide. Yeah. Yes. And then if it passed, the legislature would have to find a Figure way to Figure out how to, give to everybody fucking make everybody have free ice cream and find some way in the budget <laughs> with Tabor and everything yeah. else. Like, That's we literally have, the way we, it works It here. is. There, and, and, people, and people introduce stupid amendments all the time. Do. And most of them don't either don't get enough signatures or, don't or get voted down. And sometimes it, it they do. Works. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. And it's just do. a fucking nightmare. Like, like the, the green, green roofs, roofs thing, which we'll talk about. We can talk about that at some other time. But so for me, my... Analogy would be, I'm from, you know, I don't know, Arkansas, and I want to go to a college in Utah. Right. And Utah says to me, well, we are not accepting applicants from from Arkansas because your liberal politicians have allowed alcohol sales to be legal. <laughs> Therefore, you probably couldn't pass an alcohol test and we are not like it's that this kid did not fail a well, drug the, test. Wait, hold on. There's not prohibition in Utah. <clears throat> no, they just there're so many dry counties that it's essentially prohibition in Utah. Yeah, not outside in like of Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City. City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But seriously, that's like saying 
we don't like alcohol here and you come from a place where it's legal. Therefore, you must be a drunk and you can't be like, no, this kid. First of all, first of all, let me just say this. This kid is 17, maybe 18. Mm -hmm. Legal pot is for 21 and over. Right. Just like alcohol. Right. So tell me how many kids from every state where it's not legal. First of all, smoke pot. (laughs) Second of all, this kid can't legally smoke pot. Okay, listen. He cannot legally smoke pot because he's fucking 18. Listen, he can't I, I, I until am, he's 21. I am a little older, but I am a musician, right? Still. Yeah. An act, active playing musician. Touring musician, yes. And I have I grew up in Miami and I lived in San Antonio and Houston. Uh, two states where weed is still very much illegal. And crazy. Like, and penalties. I knew way more potheads in Miami in San Antonio than I even know in Denver. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, it's just stupid on, in every in every facet. It is like this guy saw an opening to make a political statement yes. Yes. where it was completely yes. wildly inappropriate. Yes. Wildly inappropriate. Wildly inappropriate. Now, now, the good thing is he got canned right away. Yeah, he got fired, which I was really surprised by. And the guy, the like president of the university came out and said, this is not our policy at all. <laughs> yeah. And like, this is a no. conservative parochial and, college in Texas. Right. And even they're like, dude, dude, no. we don't just say everyone in Colorado is bad. That's not how it works. Plus, it'd be California, Oregon, Maine, Washington. Um, no. So he was like, no, the guy's fired. Fuck him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, my guess is that this guy happened to have, cause there are other players on the roster or they were on the roster from Colorado. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking some kid that happened to be from Colorado did fail a drug test. And then this guy's just so embittered by it that maybe, maybe, or maybe he's just like, fuck you. I hate the fact that pot's legal there. So I'm just going to make a political statement on the, on the head of this kid who is literally like just a 17 year old kid trying to be like, I want to play sports and go to college. This and he's is, like, this is the, it's your blame the liberal politician. This is the, Je- this is the Jeff Sessions thing. I, yeah. I, I think this is another one of those guys who got stood up at Some prom. Some kind of trauma from pot for that pot just Jeff can't fucking get over date. it. His date left him for pothead Jeff. And let's be and clear, just, like we live in Colorado and neither of us smoke pot. Recreationally, no, no, it's not very fun. Once I don't in a blue moon, like it. I have. It's not my favorite thing. No, doesn't do um, anything for me. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing. That does not mean that I do not want it to be legal. <laughs> of course. Well, it's gonna be legal eventually everywhere. Everywhere, except for like Utah and Kansas. No, it's and... gonna be federally legal, and Utah and Kansas are gonna have to suck it fucking up. Well, not under this administration, right? Obs, obs. Although, who knows? Trump may fire Sessions any day now. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so. Are we we are, only bring up Colorado politics because we had three just really interesting stories this week. That yeah, that all came news. in succession. Yeah, they did. It was just like, why is Colorado in the news for all the wrong reasons? We really are lovely people here, I promise. So now that you've been bored to tears by all the Colorado stories, uh, let's get to the good stuff. What do you want to talk oh, about? Oh, God, where to start? <laughs> let's start with Kush, Kush Daddy. Oh, Kushner. He got in trouble. Now he's in more trouble. He's about to be in really big trouble. Yeah, they're finally peeling those layers of the onion away. And well, they're finally telling us they're doing it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the media is finally digging. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mueller yeah. has been digging forever. Mm-hmm. But the media is finally digging. And boy, this it's way worse than, than you think. I mean, like, Holy shit. we may have exacerbated a very bloody Middle East war. We may have spurned. One of our uh, ISIS fighting partners there for Kushner to get alone. I mean, is that fucking bad? So, 
first of all, let's just start from the start. Yeah. This was all this week. Yeah. Which is crazy. Well, this is where the news broke this week. Yeah. This goes with shit he's been doing for months. Right. But this all, the news happened this week. So there was this question last week about whether or not Jared Kushner's security clearance should be revoked revoked or not whether cuz he doesn't have it currently right he no he's have got a top temporary secret one. security clearance he has he doesn't have it yeah and we we talked last week about how president trump could just say he has it and he's allowed to declassify anything he wants well, he's allowed no, to give clearance not, to anybody he wants well no not that he will not that he can officially give him fbi clearance but he can show him right. whatever he wants and says yes. his eyes are okay for this classified yes. material Correct. so he can circumvent it that way yes so it came to light that he he's having a really rough time getting top secret security clearance, even though he is currently looking at top secret documents. Yes. And and in roles that, that require him to have Correct. top secret security clearance. He's right. working on imp- very important sensitive Middle East stuff, stuff with China, stuff with Korea. Like he's Yes. He's got his fingers in all these national security pies. But he doesn't have, but he doesn't clearance. have clearance. And so That's a problem. Somebody guys. told yeah, <laughs> in case you didn't know that. This is it's a recent. It's not good. You know, you know, Uncle Bob doesn't sit in on right. NASSEC meetings, right? Right, right. So, so it comes out that John Kelly, General Kelly, is like he hears this new, like he he knows, right? But it hits it hits like it goes viral if you want or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It hits the news, and he's like, he's been told, right? He's been told before, so. Rod Rosenstein yes. came to him and said, hey, just this, so this you know, a real fucking problem. Um, he's not ever going to get this. Like, he's not. Like, it's it's going to be tied up for years. He's, he's Essentially, he's never going to get this clearance. Um, And here's the reasons why. And John Kelly was like, wah, wah. And then it <laughs> hit the news, and so he was like... Well, I think Kelly was probably concerned, but he knew there wasn't much he could do. What's he going to do? Go to Trump and be like, your fucking son-in-law can't see your shit? Like, he can't do it's that. like, what? Do you know how mad Ivanka will be? So somebody leaked it. <clears throat> somebody, somebody from the White House. Leaked it. <clears throat> White House is leaking like a sieve lately, by the uh-huh. way. Uh-huh. And John Kelly was then forced to the question, and he said, all right, he's got till Friday. This is Friday of last week. He's got till Friday to get security clearance, and it's not. He didn't specifically mention Kushner, but he said anyone who does not have FBI clearance will no longer be able to access this material. So he was obviously talking about Kushner and of probably course. Ivanka, yes, and maybe some others. Yes. So Kushner obviously could not get clearance by Friday. Did not get clearance. I like by how Friday. he added, but I'm sure he can do his job. Whatever. Yeah, well, you know, he's a fucking garbage person, too. But he, you know, he, at least he's like, okay, this is problematic. So Friday happens. He obviously doesn't have security clearance. And so Kelly strips Kushner of access to any of those top secret documents and anything that he doesn't have clearance for. They've redu- they, they call it reducing his clearance level, yeah. which was never existent anyway. Yeah. So read that. It existed that on behalf of the president, but well, it didn't well, let, exist let, in terms of... Let's talk about Kushner's problems and why Mueller's now interested. Oh, it's right? so good. Oh, it's so many things. I have it's, two. It's really you, terrible. You go ahead. Well, there, well I didn't. I mean good, like, there, there, there's, there's the so old much. Six, the aptly named 666 building in Manhattan. Yes. 
which he has not paid the mortgage on yet and has had to get loans to try to just keep up with the mortgage on because he got hosed buying it either right before or after the housing bubble, which we know is probably all a big front for money laundering anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Additionally, he met with two um, really big banking people um, during his term at the White House, right? So one of them was in like February of 2017 and one of them was in March of 2017. Yeah. These these private equity firms. Yes. Then these private equity firms make huge loans. $183 million and like $1.8 billion to the Kushner family real estate business. So it's not to Jared Kushner directly, but he has not divested himself of those. No, he said he was going to and he never interest. did because Correct. LOL nothing. So matters. he literally met with the head of banking of this one company. And then you have to go two levels down. And that guy's in charge of this company's in mm-hmm. charge of this company. That's how money laundering works, right? And then that company loaned one point eight billion dollars or something crazy. To the Kushner Real Estate Fund, which is not him, but he's not but divested. Like he's got, a, he's still a got a personal interest. Later, in again, this go, happened twice. This is good. This goes back to our story of emoluments and conflicts of interest when you work for the when you are representing the executive branch of the United States government. You cannot have white. No, no just to be clear, these were not just meetings he had. Because he's a real estate guy. These were meetings in the White House. Yeah. Under the auspices in the White House, of government under the, business. Exactly right. Of business, exactly of the right. people of, of the, the United States. Of the people of the United States. Of America. And then a month later, these people donated to him. Or, I'm sorry, didn't donate. Loaned him. <laughs> may as well be donate because they don't pay their debts. But loaned him about $2 billion bucks. Yeah. Right. So. The, so, the, so some intrepid reporter. Yes. Should find out. What happened with this company? Did this company all of a sudden open up new business in some foreign countries? Did this new company suddenly acquire some new stuff in places maybe where they hadn't? Did they broker deals with or, foreign governments? Or what? What? what, what or the, I mean, these were both American companies, right? That well, donated this sure. money. Sure. So donated. I keep saying that because I think that's really <laughs> what it is. But the other question is what did Kushner push for in the White House that would have helped them? Tax reform, perhaps? Mm-hmm. So a massive tax bill that allowed for these giant banking companies to make massive profits without paying a higher tax rate? Or, yes. Or with paying a lower... Perhaps that's yes. why they would give him this much money, his company. Now, they're going to expect a return on their investment, but I don't think that's really why they gave him that money. I think they gave him that money because he works in the fucking White House and then tax reform fucking passed. And it gave giant windfalls to banking companies. Mm-hmm. So, Private equity firms, yeah. hedge funds. Uh, there was revealed this week there were record stock buybacks, which are going to go basically directly to CEO Well, that's a pockets. whole different thing we're going to talk well, about. Well, it's all interconnected. Oh, I'm not talking, even talking about the tariffs. Because we're going to get I'm just talking about what was revealed from the yeah. new Republican tax right. bill yes. that spurred all these stock buybacks, yep. which if you're wondering yep. if that helps you in your 401k it does not and your tax return, at all. oh boy, does it not. Does it hurt you? Yes. Does it help you? No. Does it help the people that gave Jared Kushner's family's business a loan? Very much so. Yeah, very much so. So uh, to sort of wrap this up with Kushner, um, 
he's it's a matter of time before he's forced out of the White House. The problem is Trump doesn't want to do it himself. Well, that's the weird thing, right? So according to the Washington Post, Trump went to Ivanka and Jared and said, you're safe here. You're welcome here. It's fine. And then he went to General Kelly and said, get "Get them out. (laughs) What the fuck is that? And so you take the fall for it. You take the blame. I'm not. And then I I'm say, not going to tell Ivanka she can't be in the White House. That would be very uncomfortable. But, but here's for me. how dysfunctional and crazy this guy is, and Kelly has to know this. I could totally see him saying, "John, get him out, get him out," and and you, I'm sorry, you have to be the bad cop. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly does that, and Trump literally turns around and, and says, says, "I didn't tell Kelly that. How dare you expel my daughter? He and went rogue. No, they're not going anywhere. And then fires Kelly, and they stay on." Yeah, because or, 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 does, or doesn't fire Kelly and just keeps a completely crazy dysfunctional White House. Right. Like, I mean, uh, seriously. I mean, no, no, see that no. That's exactly what's going to happen because Ivanka's going to come to him and be In like, "Tears, Daddy, <laughs> why don't you love me? <laughs> I'll sit I'm on your, your lap. hot piece of ass." <laughs> oh God. Right? Okay, let's not go too far. That's literally I'll chuck what all he, over the microphone. he literally called her a hot I, piece of ass. I know. I just don't want to think about it. I well, just ate. Too bad. <laughs> I'm a hot piece of ass. Why would you Ugh. kick me out of the White House? Not me and Jared. I and love Arabella Jared. loves it. Why in would here. you do <laughs> I mean, seriously, we're not exaggerating. No, and then he's going to be like, that jerk, John Kelly. He should never have said that. And then they'll stay. And then John Kelly will be like, the what? literal fuck is going on. <laughs> and everyone will be like, I don't know. No, and then no, they'll Kelly just knows. still be there. And that will be the end. Like, Kelly knows. I'm not making this up. This is what happened. Yeah. And this is what's probably going to happen. Is like, he going to look Ivanka in the face and be like, no, you can't be in the White House anymore? No. 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 No, he's not going to say that to her. He's not <laughs> going to look her in the eye and be like, it's just not good. It's just not good for me and for you and politically. But no. This is better. No. She's going to be like, mm, what about my brand? I need to talk to the North Koreans and my daddy. I'm yeah, a hot yeah, piece because, of ass. And because he <laughs> love me. And he's going to be like, you're right. Of course you're right. Well, how dare he? I told him to, but how dare he? You're right. You're my daughter and I love you. And she'll just fucking stay. Because, <sighs> uh, well, she knows that it is a very bad look for her brand if her and her husband are booted from the White House in disgrace and a cloud of um, controversy. And she'll tell him that. Yeah. Business-wise, she'll say to him, "This is not good for my for brand my and brand my business." And what I've been building with you being president, and what I've been building for being in this fucking White House and doing everything you've said to do, you're fucking killing my business. So and he cares way more about that than he does about the American people. Well, if he makes it, well, he won't. But if you were to make it clear to her, like, you bet, look, you better take the Hope Hicks angle and get all your surrogates and people to get on the phone with Maggie Haberman and say this has been in the. Works for, for a while, and, and I'm exhausted by all the and chaos I, I, of the, I not to, the chaos, but the, the I need the, to the advance stress. women's rights and brand around the world, and I can do that better not being in the White House. Like you better get that stuff in order because this is happening. Mm-hmm. But it's there's so much no. dysfunction that no. they they can't even get that together. No, she's gonna go whine, and he's gonna be like, "Who said that? <laughs> no one should tell you you can't be here. You're my daughter." Well, they they can't isolate. They can't just kick Kushner out and not Ivanka. Exactly. So they're not going to kick either out. 
Uh, no, reduce he, he his security to. clearance. No, Kushner yeah. cannot stay in the White House. Yo, I, why? Do why do you think? Because that's literally impossible? everybody will quit. Literally everybody. No, they won't. Liter- yes, they will. Kelly and McMaster <laughs> and McGahn, they will all leave if Kushner stays. I'm no, telling you, can it stay is untenable. In an honorary, in an stay. honorary role. No, honorary. Nope. Advisor to the president with no access to anything. They are I'm telling you, escort him out with security. They aren't. They are going to throw him Ivanka airborne. Ivanka is going to throw a fit. Airborne. And no. Two burly men are going to hoist Jerry. <laughs> no. Airborne over no. the gates. Ivanka at is going to throw. No. Ivanka is going to throw a fit, and Trump's going to be like, he doesn't have access to anything. He's just my friend. He has my ear. <laughs> He's her husband. Right. It doesn't matter. Okay, when we come back from the break, we will debate this more. <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to the insane gun control. Oh, my God. Shit do we even have to do this? That, All right. that Trump said okay. that made Republicans... Uh, so uncomfortable. It was so great to watch, but of course it was all bullshit. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. to irreverent testimony uh, a great story just broke in the Washington Post uh, I was very worried we weren't going to get to everything but this article <laughs> kind of sums it up so I'm going to cheat okay and I'm going to read this article that just broke by Philip Rucker Ashley Parker and Josh Dossie three very good reporters who I like a lot <clears throat> the <laughs> the headline pure madness Dark days inside the White House as Trump shocks and rages. Inside the White House, aides over the past week have described an air of anxiety and volatility with an uncontrollable commander-in-chief at its center. Jesus. Like, th- this just literally broke like half hour I ago. haven't read this, so sorry if I... Nope, mm-hmm. you'll like it. These are the darkest days in at least half a year, they say, and they worry just how much farther... Pre- President Trump and his administration may plunge into unrest and malaise before they start to recover. As one official put it, quote, we haven't bottomed out. Uh, No, you haven't, because Mueller's just getting started. Mm -hmm. Trump is now a president in transition, at times angry and increasingly isolated. He fumes in private that just about every time he looks up at a television screen, the cable news headlines are trumpeting (laughs) yet another scandal. Thought he never watched TV. (laughs) All right, I I got a solution to that. Turn off the fucking TV. 
fucking couch potato. <laughs> he voices frustration that son-in-law Jared Kushner has few on-air defenders. <laughs> no, not Aww, even on Fox. Where his buddies? He revives old grudges and he confides to friends that he is uncertain about whom to trust. Trump's closest West Wing confidant, Hope Hicks. We haven't even talked about her yet, have we? We have. Oh, did we last week? Mm. The communications director who often acted as a de facto Oval Office therapist, more than that probably, Mm -hmm. announced her resignation last week, leaving behind a team the president views more as paid staff than surrogate family. So concerned are those around Trump that some of the president's oldest friends have begun urging one another to be in touch, sort of familiar contacts that often lift his spirits. In an unorthodox presidency in which emotion, impulse, and ego often drive events, Trump's ominous moods manifested themselves last week in his zigzagging positions on gun control, which we'll get to, Mm -hmm. his shock trade war, which we'll get to, Mm -hmm. that jolted markets and was opposed by Republican leaders and many of his own administration, (laughs) and his roiling feud of playground insults with Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Can I stop a second? Yeah. Is there any other person on earth that could actually almost make Jeff Sessions a sympathetic character? In some ways. I mean, I suppose if like the zombie reanimated corpse of Joseph Stalin, like, you know, was in a cage math with cage match with Jeff Sessions, like, okay, I might root, I for, might Sessions, root for Sessions, but, but like, like I'll pass that. Like, if you go back to episodes prior to this one, when Jeff Sessions was being um, confirmed, uh-huh. you will note that I had the most strong objections above Ben Carson and his $31,000 dining room set and <laughs> Betsy DeVos and everything else. And I said that this is really the end of democracy. Because yeah, he's the worst. As the attorney general, he has the power to do things that are, that are he you know, he was unable to be appointed as a judge because he was too, racist, too racist. And he's the, the literal head of all the of Justice the government Department. lawyers. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he, he's, he's been my longtime um, enemy. Well, apparently Trump's too, but it's meaningless unless he fires him because he'll keep doing right. the horrible and he things. can't do that because his staff is like, that's not a good idea. No. So they'll just fight and bicker, which is stupid. Anyway, some of Trump's <laughs> advisors say the president is not all doom and gloom, however. Oh. He has been pleased with the news coverage of his role in the gun debate. <laughs> And lighthearted moments have leavened his days, such as a recent huddle with staff to prepare his comedic routine for the gridiron, a Saturday night dinner with Washington officials and journalists. Must see comedy. Jesus fucking Christ. Still, Trump's friends are increasingly concerned about his well-being, worried that the president's obsession with cable commentary and perceived slights is taking a toll on the 71-year-old. Pure madness, lamented one exasperated ally. Retired four-star Army General Barry McCafferty said the American people and Congress especially should be alarmed. I think the president is starting to wobble in his emotional stability, and this is not going to end well. Starting to? Mm-hmm. McCaffrey said, Trump's judgment is fundamentally flawed, and the more pressure put on him and the more isolated he becomes, I think his ability to do harm is going to increase. I mean, his ability to do harm was always there, even when he was in a good mood. This portrait of Trump at a moment of crisis just over a year after taking office is based on interviews with 22 White House officials, friends and advisors to the president and other administration allies, most of whom spoke on the condition of anonymity, (laughs) I bet, to candidly discuss Trump's state of mind. Uh, So I just want to talk for a second, if I can. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Right. So this seems unprecedented to me. This idea that people want to speak out against their boss, but they don't feel like they can. That's normal, right? Sure. But 
the number of people who want to be like, this guy is not good for this job. This guy is unhinged. This guy is unglued. And these are coming from the White House. The White House. These are his staffers. Actual staffers, right? So usually staffers come forward with like, he got a blowjob from a secretary, right? Yeah. This is like, we do not feel that he is actually functional as the president of the United States. And I'm willing to say that on the condition of anonymity, but like, well, you need to know this. You need to know how fucking somebody bad it needs is right to now. know. It's so fucking bad. It's so bad that they're like, Ugh. well, there's yeah. more. Go ahead. The tumult comes as special counsel, Robert S. Miller, the third's investigation of Russia's 2016 election interference and the president's possible obstruction <laughs> of justice has intensified. Meanwhile, Kushner, a White House senior advisor, was stripped last week of his access to the nation's top secrets um, amid increasing public scrutiny of his foreign contacts and of his mixing of business and government work. Trump has been asking people close to him whether they think Kushner or his company has done anything wrong. <laughs> Nothing gets by this guy. He's on top of everything. Uh, according to a senior administration oh, official. God. Two advisors said the president repeatedly tells aides that the Russia investigation will not ensnare him, even as it ensnares others around him, and that he thinks the American people are finally starting to conclude that the Democrats, as opposed to his campaign, colluded with the Russians. Let me repeat that. Oh, my God. He thinks the American people are finally starting to conclude that the Democrats, as opposed to his campaign, colluded with the Russians. Can I say something? I, I really quick? I, I've got nothing, baby. I've got I, nothing. I have something to say. <laughs> it's not going to be popular among our listeners, just so you know. Okay. Is he so stupid that he doesn't, that he did these things, right? He clearly, yeah. these things were done on his behalf. Is he that done delusional? By him. Is your question. Is he that delusional? Well, were they done by him or were they done by someone else? Is he that guy that says, hey, Ivanka, of course you're welcome. Hey, Jared, of course you're welcome. Hey, John Kelly, fire them. Is he that kind of executive that we never nail him for anything? That, this was kind of Blake Council's and others' arguments is like, if you saw how dysfunctional this campaign was, it's hard to believe they pulled off this massive collusion conspiracy. And it's like, it doesn't have to be a massive, intricate conspiracy. It can just be, oh, yeah, okay, I want that dirt on Hillary and I will give you this and that. Like, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be intelligent. It doesn't have to be ornate. It doesn't have to be any of those things. But do you. And, and, and Mueller what if knows they that. never run him? What if they never ran any of this by him? Then what? Well, see. Then all of his people go to jail, but he's fine because they knew he was incompetent and stupid and but, selfish. But that and doesn't ignorant. jive with how he's run his business, especially when it comes to Donald Jr. Like, it is well documented that anything Donald Jr. does has to be with the tacit, like, scrutinized permission and micromanagement of his dad. So it's hard to believe, yeah. based on that, All right. that he would, you know, take on the Russia collusion stuff by himself without keeping dad in the loop. It it, it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Right. Okay. Fair. So fine. You know what? You want to like indict all his kids and Jared and leave Trump standing naked? Okay, I can live with that. That's that's not going to help him. No. You know, it doesn't does, make him not the president though. Okay, well, then he's not the president for one reason or another, and Pence pardons him, and then we're on to the next but fight. What, I mean, but nothing about this makes him not the president. 
No, but how much better do you think this is going to get for him? I mean, it's just going to get worse, obviously. So a, a lame duck, hobbled, humiliated, isolated Trump with a completely hostile Congress in eight months is what? What is he? <laughs> what is he? Well, he becomes a dictator is what I'm worried about. He tries to, but again, a hostile Congress. If if somehow we don't flip Congress, then yeah, we're a guy is by, we're headed to Mexico. Right. No, but, for sure. Yeah. Fuck you. If in 2018 we don't flip Congress, like fuck you. But, I'm you out. Know, assuming things go. No more the, podcasts. Yeah. No more talking. Yeah. I'm done. Assuming I'm done. things go the way we expect, they expect them to go. I mean, I, we'll get, look, we'll get to that. We're getting ahead All right, of ourselves. go ahead. Still, the developments have delivered one negative headline after another, leading Trump to lose his cool, especially in the evenings and early mornings. Yeah, you know that if you follow Twitter. <laughs> uh-huh. when, when he is often is most isolated, according to advisors. And now without whole picks. Oh, boy. For instance, Aide said, Trump seethed with anger last Wednesday night over cable news coverage of a photo obtained by Axios showing sessions at dinner with Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who oversees the Russia investigation and another top Justice Department prosecutor. The outing was described in news reports as amounting to an act of solidarity after Trump had attacked Sessions in a tweet that morning. The next morning, Trump was still raging about the photo, venting to friends and allies about a dinner he viewed as an intentional show of disloyalty. Disloyalty Disloyalty to to what? what? I don't understand. He does... Sorry to yell. No, so so he, he thinks, doesn't understand <laughs> he doesn't his understand own anything. fucking office. Okay, he doesn't understand where his loyalty should be. The loyalty of his staff and his cabinet and the people who work for him should never be to him. It should be to the American people. Well, sure, but but my I, my point is I'm I'm trying to understand if he's bad mouthing Sessions on Twitter, then he's expecting Rosenstein. To yeah. be with him on that? I, yeah. I don't understand. Well, how can you? <laughs> I don't speak <laughs> can crazy. you crawl on the mind of President Trump? Because okay. I'd love it if you could. All I right, can't. Good point. I mean, I understand some of the narcissism stuff, sure. But, but what makes him tick ultimately? Mm, no. Anyway, Trump has long been furious with Sessions for recusing himself from oversight of the Russia probe and privately mocks him as Mr. Magoo, an elderly and bumbling cartoon character. But this past week, the president was irate that his attorney general had asked the Justice Department's inspector general, as opposed to criminal prosecutors, to investigate alleged misdeeds by the FBI in obtaining surveillance warrants. No, Jeff Sessions needs needs the FISA court to do his job, yep. okay? And he's yep. not going to do it for you and Nunes. Nope. He's not. Nope. Okay? He's not going to fuck the FISA process for your PR. Nope. Because whether you like it or not... The Department of Justice and the FBI used the FISA court to pursue terrorists and drug dealers and all kinds of other. And for crap. the record, I don't like it. No, yeah, that, that's that's but actually that's besides not the point. the point. Yeah, yeah. No, the, fi- the like we're we're defending. We're like we're in a place where I'm defending I know, military generals <laughs> running the country. FISA court, federalism as states' rights. And FISA courts. That's where I am we are as a in the liberal. Upside down. I'm an I'm a liberal defending FISA courts, generals running the country, and states' rights. <laughs> it's crazy. Just being clear. Crazy making. It's no. Anyway, not to get too sidetracked, but on Friday morning, Trump targeted his ire elsewhere. About an hour after Fox News Channel aired a segment about <laughs> comedian Alec Baldwin <laughs> saying he had tired of impersonating Trump on NBC Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Trump lit into Baldwin on Twitter, initially misspelling his first name. He called him Alex Baldwin. Yep. 
It was agony for those who were forced to watch, the president wrote at 5.42 a.m. Wait, who's forcing him to watch? Is, is like he now Malcolm McDowell in Clockwork Orange and his eyes are being held open to watch Saturday Night Live? Right. I don't know. Forcing you to watch this. You have to. It's required. <laughs> he doesn't even read his national security briefings. Like, so. I don't even watch most of no! the Saturday Night Live usually. God. Like, okay. there's nothing else on. Anyway, but boy, does Trump watch. Oof. And he said, uh, who did he say should replace Alec Baldwin? The guy who did Bill Clinton. Um, oh, I forget his name. Yeah, I think he says it in the thing. Yeah, I think he's done Trump once or twice, too. He has, yeah. He, does, he, like, goes he, over he the did top. this, like, big, like, it was devastating to me when Alec Baldwin came out, like, thing. I follow comedy pretty closely, so yeah. I, I saw that. He was really devastated, and I felt bad for him. But ultimately... Like Baldwin's Trump is like <laughs> it's pretty good. It's so fucking good that like I mean it's cartoonish and over the top. That's what? the point. What? <laughs> Embrace it. What I'm living with. Like it was really hard to impersonate Obama because Obama's just cool and steady and well. That's why they did like the anger translator for Obama, right, which was right. the greatest they had thing to they think did. Of, right, you know, right. Things to right. do. And Keen Peel, by the way. Like Ugh, you, you could do best. a funny impersonator of Clinton because he had that like goofy Southern thing going. Yeah. Hartman did a good job of that. You could like George a, George W was obviously easy. Yeah. George H W was a great impression by Dana Carvey. Mm-hmm. And all those guys, they, they you know they they rolled with it. You got to be able to take the jabs he and can't. make fun of yourself. But no, he can't. He can't. His it's, ego it's a won't personal allow affront, it. and he he's fucking pissed about it. Yeah. He's anyway. a child. Yeah. Trump's fundamentally distorted personality, which at its core is chaotic, volatile, and transgressive. It's one way to describe it. Mm-hmm. When combined with the powers of the presidency, had to end poorly. <laughs> no shit, said Peter Weiner, a veteran of the three previous Republican administrations and a senior fellow of the <laughs> Ethics and Public Policy Center. What we're now seeing is the radiating effects of that, and it's enveloped him, his White House, and his family and friends. Trump jetted Friday to his favorite refuge, the private Mar-a-Lago Club in mm-hmm. South Florida, mm-hmm. where he dined on the gilded patio with old friends, former New York Mayor, Mayor Rudolph Giuliani mm. and his wife Judith and Blackstone Group Chairman Stephen A. Schwartzman, among others. Trump tried to convince his companions that the trade tariffs were more popular than they think, according to someone with knowledge of their conversation. Shortly after 8 a.m. Saturday, he rolled up, <laughs> like literally picturing that, to the Trump International Golf Course for a sunny 70-degree morning on the greens, because he just doesn't golf enough. Mm-mm. Rather than firing off a fury of angry messages, as on another recent weekend mornings, the president tweeted only, Happy National Anthem Day. But then, shortly after noon, once he returned to Mar-a-Lago from the golf course, Trump tweeted that the mainstream media has gone crazy! <laughs> Christopher Reddy, the chief executive of Newsmax and a Trump friend, said, I'm bewildered when I see these reports that he's in turmoil. Every time I speak to him, he seems more relaxed and in control than ever. You're the Trump whisperer, buddy. He seems pretty optimistic about how things are shaping up. Okay. Trump is testing the patience of his own staff, some of whom think he is not listening to their advice. White House Counsel Don McGahn and National Economic Counsel Director Gary Cohn have been especially frustrated, according to other advisors. The situation seems to be grading as well on White House Chief of Staff John F. Kelly, who has been on the ropes over his handling of domestic abuse allegations against former Staff Secretary Rob Porter. That whole that hasn't gone away, Mm-mm. but who now appears on firmer footing. Talking last week about his move from being Homeland Security Secretary to the West Wing, Kelly quipped, God punished me. 
Last Friday, Kelly tried to explain anew the timeline of Porter's dismissal with a group of reporters, an unprompted move that annoyed and confused some White House staffers <laughs> who thought they were finally moving past the controversy that had consumed much of February. Well, he's protecting his own legacy, guys. Morale is the worst it's ever been, said a Republican strategist in frequent contact with the White House staff. Nobody knows what to expect. Hey, we don't either. Woo! Yep. Since Trump entered presidential politics three years ago, Hicks had been a stabilizing constant, tending his moods and whims, and more probably, in addition to managing his image. Within the president's orbit, many wonder whether Trump has fully absorbed the impact of Hicks's upcoming departure. No, he hasn't. Nope. Not if you believe uh, Wolf. Mm -mm. Trump told one friend that Hicks was a great young woman who, after three intense years, was ready to do her own thing. He told his friend that the rec that he recognized the White House was full of tough hombres. <laughs> not, oh not, my not God! Bad According to someone briefed on the conversation, but other confidants said the president feels abandoned and alone. Not angry with Hicks, but frustrated by the circumstance. Coupled with last fall's departure of longtime bodyguard Keith Schiller, Trump will have few pure loyalists remaining. Losing people is too much of a story for the president, said oil investor Dan E. K. Eberhardt, a Trump supporter and a Republican National Committee fundraiser. It just seems like it's imploding. Trump had momentum with tax reform, the State of the Union speech. Oh, yeah, there was so much momentum, you guys. He should try to keep that going. Let's do another tax reform bill and another State of the Union address. On Capitol Hill, lawmakers were left in variant states of consternation by Trump's whipsaw on guns. He suggested publicly last week that he favored tougher background checks and would forego due process in taking away guns from the mentally ill, but then sent opposite signals after huddling with the National Rifle Association lobbyists the next night. Yeah, we didn't predict that, did we? Uh-huh. Trump said, said his vacillation was a function of the controlled chaos that the president likes to sow. It's not controlled. Trump recently had come to favor his opening to favor opening his meetings to the media. It's like his own TV show, said one advisor, where he often chews over outlandish ideas, plays to the assembled press, and talks up bipartisan consensus, even if it never leads to actual policy. Trump doesn't see guns through the traditional prism of left versus right, but rather as a Manhattan business developer, said one senior administrative official, administration official, adding that he has told staff he doesn't understand why people need assault rifles. Well, hey, see. They don't. It's not like we don't. Uh, they fucking don't. It's not like we don't agree on anything. I agree with Trump on some things, as it turns out. Yeah. The president's decision last Thursday to announce steep new tariffs on aluminum and steel and gleefully tout a possible trade war caught almost his entire team, including some of his top advisors, by surprise. Earlier in the week, Cohn was telling people that he was going to continue stalling Trump on tariffs. He described the tariffs as obviously stupid in the recollection <laughs> of one person who spoke to him. Gary said to him, you can't do this. You can't do that. A senior administration official said. The more you tell him that, the more he's going to do what he wants to do. So use reverse psychology. Oh, you mm -hmm. can do it. Mm. Trump's allies say that in the past ventures, he has thrived in chaotic environments and he has replicated the atmosphere in the White House. Representative Peter King in New York recalled visiting Trump in the Oval for uh, a bill signing photo opportunity a few weeks into his presidency that was scheduled to last just a few minutes. We were in there over an hour and every White House character was in there at one point or another. It was like Grand Central Station, King said. He has a way of getting things done. <laughs> He had the worst campaign ever. On election God. night, he was the guy smiling that had won. So I guess keep up the good work, Don. You're, you're doing great. Uh, let's get to the tariffs, I guess. We really should have Arliss on at some point to walk yes. us through this. Yes. And I'm sure she will on her podcast. Yes. So check Listen out I'm Hopping Mad. I'm Hopping Mad. Hopping Mad uh, on Netroots Radio. It's the best thing you can listen to. Um, 
<laughs> well, here, look, l- let me. The just... headline said what? Trump unglued as he starts trade war. Yeah, no. The, that was the fucking headline. What, what leaked from the press was that he was so angry about like Kushner stuff and Session stuff and all the things that were just bothering him so much. They're like, I, I need something. To, yeah, everybody's like, okay, do it. Start a trade war. Like somebody said to him, oh, that's a good idea. And then, the, but who cares how it started? The point is he's pushing, uh, raising these tariffs on steel and aluminum imports. And some uh, people in the steel industry actually like that because there is a point to the fact that the Chinese are flooding the market with cheap steel, which uh, manipulates things and is bad in a sense. Yes. The problem with just blanket raising tariffs on foreign steel imports is that they're going to retaliate. And what you're going to have is a trade war and nobody's going to win that. Because ultimately it's going to raise the price of steel for everybody. And that means construction is going to be harder to do. It's going to be more expensive to do. Prices for homes and automobiles and durable goods are all going to go up. Right. Um, And we know in Colorado, specifically in Denver, that those prices are already unmanageable. Right. So raising them further is not a thing that we want. No, it's not going to help anybody at all. And ultimately, I think he's just, people are just going to say no. But I don't know. Well, if people say no, that's one thing. If their legislators listen to them, that's another. There isn't anything on the ballot that people can vote for to get this fucking motherfucker out. So what are we asking people to do? (laughs) Contact their legislators. Yeah. Again. And this is not a sexy issue. I get it, right? It's, this isn't yeah. this isn't sexy. This isn't like my husband's going to die of cancer if, right? This is a little inside baseball. Yeah. So I'm going to need you guys to do a little inside baseball with me. And I'm going to need to contact them and say this is not acceptable. And here's why. Yeah. Even if it doesn't affect you. Don't don't do the Republican empathy, empathy gap thing, right? Like, understand that this affects other people and that matters to you because you're a Democrat. And so this stuff matters, right? Yeah. Now, I will contend that um, foreign governments that do flood the market with steel, that's something that can and should be addressed and maybe past administrations and legislatures, Democrat and Republican, maybe haven't addressed enough, but like a blanket tariff that instigates uh, a trade war is obviously not the answer. No, obviously, no. So I'm not sure where this is going to go. I know there's a lot of opposition from his own party, even from the White House. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and we know how Trump is very easily dissuaded from things. I mean, he's still on the wall thing, but, you know, he could. Well, yeah, like, you know, he made these comments this week <clears throat> about how, um, <laughs> right? He heard from gun rights advocates and was like, fuck it, take all the guns away. Okay, yeah. Let, fuck let's, the Second Amendment, let's, right? Let's get to fuck that. Fuck it. In, in, a, in, a very, uh, yeah. in a very controversial televised meeting with uh, top congresspeople. He basically, he literally said, 
Forget about due process. Just, I don't just care take about the that. guns take away. Take their guns away. Take them away. We'll deal with rights later. Nobody should have these guns. It's absolutely preposterous. And I'm like, for okay. a moment, I totally agree with you. <laughs> I completely agree with you. And to see John Cornyn's face, because oh. he was sitting right next to Cornyn. Just like, was, what is happening I know. right now? I, he, I mean, if Even he Republicans haven't said that. Like, no. Even Democrats. No. Liberal Democrats have not said... Fuck them, take their guns, we'll deal with their rights. No, later. no, no, that is. No that, one has said that. That is what the Republicans in the NRA have been fear mongering about the Democrats yeah, for years. But they and, haven't done it, and not once. And they haven't even said it. No. And no, now, now that would be crazy. The Republican president, who had the overwhelming core support of the gun toting base in the NRA, was the one who fucking said it. And watching them trying to spin this the last few days has been just delightful. Oh, that's not what he meant. Well, Hope oh. Hicks was like, or I'm sorry, Sarah, Sarah? Huckabee Sanders was yeah. like, yeah, he said a lot of shit this week he didn't mean. <laughs> and they're like, that's not an answer. And she's like, no, just don't worry about it. <laughs> just, yeah, just don't, just worry, don't about worry about it. it. He didn't mean that. It's not what he was, it's out of context. Did she he, say that? Yeah. Oh, it's God. out of context. That's not what he meant. And obviously he doesn't want to do that. And da, 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 da. But he Ugh. said it. Well, yeah, so? No, in the moment, that's exactly what he meant. In that moment, that's exactly what he fucking meant was this makes sense to me. Guns should be illegal because people die for no fucking reason. Assault rifles at the very least. And yeah. then he, the NRA met with him and he was like, oh, I'm not allowed to say that. Fuck. <laughs> Sarah, say I didn't say it. Yeah. And then he's just like, no, I, you know, sorry, hold on. Sorry. Uh, no, I, I meant it kind of. Like, I do think bad people shouldn't have guns. Right? That's not what he said. But, he you know, from, yeah, yeah, due process from, and all. Yeah, due process and meh, meh. <laughs> Second Amendment. I mean, they're right, right? Yeah, but he literally is completely uh, to whatever person spoke to him. Yeah, five yeah, minutes before. it's true. But completely. It's also kind of completely meaningless because uh, McConnell has said they're not going to do anything on guns. The Florida legislature passed a, a voice vote actually earlier today to um, to, uh, to put arm a more teachers, no right? no to put a moratorium. On selling AR-15s for two years, and I was really surprised. Then when it came to the actual vote, they didn't. Right. They didn't. But they made porn illegal, right? <laughs> the Florida legislature, yes. Yeah. That happened they a said, few weeks ago. They said. No, they didn't make it illegal. They just declared it a public health hazard. Well, on Porn, this, but not guns. Porn, but not guns. Okay. Uh, two interesting things on the arm the teacher's front. One, the other day we had a teacher in Georgia who brought a gun and was firing it in school, barricade himself. And I never found out the mm-hmm. full story of what that was all about. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know. I mean, they he apprehended him and nobody got hurt. He was having a mental health crisis, yeah. and he did that. Yeah. And they arrested him. He was white, so he didn't die. And this was breaking, like, during the arm all the teachers' yes. things being being yep. said. Yep. That was, like, perfect timing. Yep. And yeah. then they took him into custody, and he's not a teacher anymore. And that's all they want to say. And hopefully he's getting the mental health help. I hope so. Yeah. I do. But yeah, do. so uh, that was interesting. That was in Georgia. And that was when the Georgia legislature was also trying to punish Delta for not giving their NRA discount anymore, which only like 13 people total ever took advantage of. So that's and happening. And also isn't Delta like one of the biggest employers in Georgia? Yeah, they employ at least 30,000 people, if not more in the state. So now it's a war between the Republican legislature and Delta Airlines because of the NRA discount. 
So keep your eye on that. That's kind of interesting. Well, and then they said, like, it's not just the NRA. We're going to take ourselves out of any group that is politically divisive. They said that, but now they kind of walked that back. So I mm. I, um, I mean, who else? There's no Planned Parenthood discount. There's right. no ACLU discount. Right. That I know right. of. Right. Do you, do you so who else? Any? No. No. They're going to say the Boy Scouts or I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I don't know. Who, who knows? knows? Who right? fucking knows? Who knows? It's all bullshit. AARP, they're going to say it's too political and you're going to lose that discount. <laughs> I, I have no I have no idea. I, yeah. And like, I didn't even know there was an NRA airline discount. That, I that didn't is either. ridiculous. I had to me. no idea. It's no. asinine to me. Yeah. Well, well, yes. there isn't anymore. So <laughs> great. And very few people have on Delta it. and United and I think Southwest, maybe. But there was one for Southwest. I, there's a third airline. I just can't remember what it is, but it's. One of the smaller ones. Yeah. But I don't, probably not Southwest. They probably would never have done that in the first place. Anyway, that's happening. But anyway, I want to go back to the Kushner argument. Because mm-hmm. I think he's done. I just, this heat is only going to radiate exponentially more and more and more and more. And more is going to be uncovered. And Mueller's going to want more answers. And he could, there could even be an indictment coming down the road. I, I literally think Kelly and McGann and anybody else are going to say, I I can't work in this White House if he's working in this White House. It is just too much. You've got to get rid of him. You've got to. And, and if, if he, he says can, no? If he says no? Mm-hmm. You mean if Ivanka says no? He's not going to say no. No, Trump. No, fuck you. No. Then what? Then I literally think that like his whole staff will walk out in mass. All his principles. So. No way. I do. Why? Because he, If not before now, why now? Well, because now with everything coming to light and that they're actually digging into what the fuck is going on, it is just too much heat. It's just too much. It makes it an untenable situation to try to work within the bounds of the law when you have somebody that is so obviously flaunting so many laws and has so much scrutiny and so much heat and has put the bullseye on everything everybody does in the White House. It's just, I mean, outside of the president, obviously. It's hard enough to work for Trump. But now you have somebody as radioactive as Kushner with all his shit coming to light? No way. I, I just I just don't think they do it. I think they say it's it's you have to. It's him or us. We will all walk out. I don't think they're that good. It's not about being good. It's about covering I don't the, even think they're that like smart. <laughs> you know? I think you work for President Trump. What did you think was going to happen? I think McGann and McMaster and Kelly are smart enough. Yeah, um, I, th- I think they're smart enough to CYA. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I don't know. I just, I think Kushner's done one way or another. I agree. He just, they got to get him out. But well, yeah, Ivanka might fight it. I also think that Kushner being out for money stuff adds additional pressure to Trump because after the 13 indictments and then the additional indictments against Manafort and Gates and all that stuff, there there's money pressure and he knows that he's vulnerable with money stuff, right? Yeah. He wasn't when he was an independent businessman who nobody cared about, but now that he's president, that stuff's vulnerable. And I think he's starting to understand that that's where things are going to fall apart. Right. Well, let's talk about the next Mueller indictments that are coming. Uh, There's been sort of a preview that the next Mueller indictments are going to involve 
uh, he already involved people in, uh, he already indicted people involved in election interference. Next, he's going to go after Russians, uh, names, named Russians that were involved in the hack of the DNC. Now, this is where it gets really tricky and complicated for Mm -hmm. Trump, because as you recall, there seemed to be either incredible coincidence or coordination with the announce of those hacks and the publication on WikiLeaks of Trump and Trump surrogates during the Trump campaign. They were talking about it. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani was tweeting, oh, Podesta's in trouble before WikiLeaks um, released hacked emails that the Russians hacked. Yeah. How did he know? Yeah. And why would he announce it and why would he brag about it? And Trump is on the campaign trail literally again and again. I love WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks is great. Read all these hacked emails. And like the media was kind of like, hey, that's kind of fucked up. He's talking about shit that the Russians illegally hacked from his political opponents. Mm, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that, that's not normal, but <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I don't know. He's. Trump, so it's probably okay. But these no, it's not fucking okay. Yeah, and and all they wanted to report on was like the content of the emails. Like, oh, looks like the DNC really seemed to be more for Hillary than Bernie. It's like that's all they wanted to talk about yep. was the content of the illegally hacked shit by the Russians, mm-hmm. which amounted to n- total nothing. Literally by the way. nothing. I mean, the Bernie people don't feel that way, but if you've ever worked in politics, it was like really mundane <laughs> horseshit. Yes. Or of course that he likes pizza is code for keeping child sex slaves. If you're, you know, you want to go that way. <laughs> you want to go that way. Right. Don't. But, but well, okay. a lot of conservatives do. And so Bruce. here's the problem though, for big problem for Trump in a little preview of what's coming, he's, there are going to be unnamed American co-conspirators. And the question yes. is going to be, well, who are these? Yes. And the people who the, those who are guilty will know who they are. And uh-huh. that is to ratchet up pressure to, Yes. Talk because right. they're next. And it's going to be people you've never heard of. Maybe some you have. In passing. It's going to be Republican operatives. Yeah. Right. It's going to be people that you've never heard of, that raise a lot of money, that do a lot of work, but you don't know who they are. Right? Right. And you're going to go, who is Google? Who Who is Susan Gates or whatever, right? <laughs> who is that? And you're like, right. nobody. She's not online anywhere. That's weird. It's not because she doesn't exist. It's because she has no online presence on purpose. Matter will find out who she is. Tell you all about it. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's where I anticipate this going. And that could come as soon as this week. Yes. It, it may take a little longer. But, again... Fox News and your uncle like to say every time Mueller releases indictments and the name Donald Trump isn't on there that, oh boy, see no collusion. Mueller is just getting started. Yes. Um, he's not just getting started. He's been started for a while. He's just getting We're getting started with the indictments. Started with, here's what you need to know that I know. <laughs> right. Therefore, exactly. you can make a choice about what you want to tell me. Remember some- you can make an educated choice about what you what you want to tell me yeah. because I already know everything. Exactly. And now he's getting to the point where he's like, okay, now we're gonna I get have all the information, or we're going to get people to flip. Here's what you need to do or not do, and that's up to you. Right. This is important. This isn't your, you know, bumbling local detective who's no. just got no leads, and so he's fishing. 
and he brings he brings the neighbor in and grills him for 10 hours you know till he confesses to anything this is look whenever you see that cryon that says Mueller is starting to investigate whether Jared Kushner used his position to you know personally enrich himself it means Kushner know. I mean, it means Mueller knows that Kushner used his position to enrich himself. To do exactly that. We're not investigating it. It's just now you know that we know that now. Exactly. So and that's what a lot of people don't grasp. Right. I get this from work all the time. This lady comes into the fucking break room. Well, what's happening? What's going on? What's go- what about this guy? What about that? And I'm like, it takes time. Right now, when you look at the indictments. What you should know is that he's signaling to Trump, hey, I'm looking at your money, mm-hmm. and B, I know these things. Exactly. And exactly. that's all he's doing. Again, we can't... He doesn't have to do any of this. He's doing it intentionally, and he's doing it um, in a really like focused way, like in a really like calculated way to say, here's what I know, here's what you know. I want these people to tell me about you and here's where we are mm-hmm. and he's doing that to influence people who may or may not have pled guilty or not guilty and to say look here's where we are yep yeah pretty much so get ready for that that's coming down the pike i feel like there's a million more things we didn't cover i'm really glad i read that washington post article though because that really summed up yeah uh, so much from this past week hope picks is out yeah jared is in trouble they're starting to even look at ivanka's stuff Mm -hmm. we'll get to that uh trump is trying to start a trade war Mm -hmm. um what am i forgetting kushner is very involved in that there there were rumors mcmaster there were rumors mcmaster was out and now that may not be the case because everything is chaos um so you know that's it and i know we uh, killed 30 minutes of time talking (laughs) about colorado stuff but that that's interesting though i think i even if if i lived in north carolina and someone was talking about new york politics and it was that i think it would be interesting (laughs) um sure it is and it's it's Historic, right? It's well, yeah, it, it's, it's relevant to things that are happening. And it's me too. Yeah. And, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm really interested to see what the delegation in Colorado does with him being a Republican now. You know, he chose to do that an hour before he was expelled yeah, from the state I, I, house. I so question whether having one extra seat for a couple months is worth, is worth the political all cost. the political fallout yeah, and the campaigning and the is. fundraising. If I'm a Republican operative right now, I'm like, don't do it. Right. Right? I'm like, don't. Look, Just let it go. Let let the Democrats own this guy yep. for as much as that's yep. possible. I mean, yep. it hurts enough that he changed his affiliation but if we are are going to now embrace that then we own him we want to own this guy you want this guy going into what is going to be a wave fucking death election for us right really right we want to do that right okay i mean if i'm a republican operative i'm like don't fucking do it let hick appoint somebody for two fucking months and that's the thing and that's after 30 days the colorado gop one month is not like the texas or the kansas no 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 most of them are not insane there's a couple crazies there are but overall they're they're actually sort of reasonable well they live in a purple state yeah so they understand that like they have to appeal to now they they only have to appeal to their district technically because they're house members but Uh they understand that election is whiter than their own district and we don't really have that 
we don't have crazy people like Oklahoma or Texas or Missouri. Oh, we have or a whatever. few. Remember, we we got one out well, of office. Well, we did that because <laughs> she was fucking crazy, and it was pretty okay. It wasn't easy at all, but anyway. No, it wasn't. It was pulling teeth, but yeah, we did. It was. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, irreverent duo at gmail.com. Uh, no, irreverent testimony at gmail.com at irreverent duo on Twitter. Look us up on uh, Radio Free Public. So listen there, and then we get paid. We'll listen to this podcast again, which I'm sure you do. And uh, I've been Travis. I'm Rachel. We will talk to you next week where God knows what will have happened, <laughs> but we'll be here to tell you about it.